Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mulio Gavaza, and for today, we get into a conversation around uh, the automotive market. We are recording this on the 10th of July. It's a Monday, and, uh, you know, depending on when you listen to this uh, here in Johannesburg, where we are, it's been a very interesting day uh, where, we had, where we've had some snow, and hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this today this will be the type of conversation uh, that you'll be listening to as you are trying to get warm so for today we're going to be talking about uh, you know the 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 process of car buying um, you know and uh, a something called a value calculator and uh, we're going to be talking uh, we're going to be talking to the team uh, from a company uh, that is called get worth and we're going to understand you know some of uh, you know some of what they are doing and we're joined by mark ridgeway uh, who is the chief uh, technical director um, of the platform and um, you know they say that their platform um, is an interesting and innovative way um, that uh, is going to empower car buyers and we're going to understand what does this actually mean and you know what problem are they trying to solve so mark greetings to you today Morning. How are you doing? I'm not doing good on this end. Just hoping that uh, things aren't as cold in your part of the country as they are here in Hauteng. Not as cold, not snowing, but uh, very good. <laughs> All right. I think maybe when it comes to the actual discussion for today, um, we usually like to get a sense of, uh, you know, the company, the organization, um, you know, that we're engaging with. So when we think of GetWorth, uh, you know, maybe you could give us that description just around what it is uh, the platform does, uh, you know, what is it that uh, you guys do, and uh, perhaps um, a little bit around, yeah, I think let's start there before we get into the actual value calculator sure getworth is an online platform for buying and selling cars um, we buy cars in from the public and we uh, sell them back to the public uh, so a little different to some of the other players out there in the market when we started the business we literally knew nothing about pricing cars so we knew that we would have to build a tech stack in order to support us with regards to machine learning uh, incorporating data so that we could have pricing ability at our fingertips and ensuring that we price correctly uh, when buying from a from a customer and also that we're pricing correctly when we're putting that car back on the floor to sell to a customer so a huge part of our business is the technology side uh, where we have probably about 300 million plus data records in our database at the moment we add to that about 180,000 records a day um and those are price points that we track, and then we use machine learning to drive a market price. Um, the The pricing obviously gives us an accurate indication of what's happening in the market. It gives us a lot of other data about the market as well and allows us to offer online uh, prices to our customers who can then conclude a deal, bring the car in for inspection, and we will buy it. When we place it on the floor, obviously we're tracking the market prices as well in terms of selling. So we're able to use our data and our technology to ensure that our price points are correct. And at the end of the day, the consumer is going to win on both sides. The consumer who sells the car to us should get a very fair price uh, compared to everyone else. And when buying a car from us, 
not only is our quality exceptional, uh, we concentrate on consumers and consumer service, um, but the pricing of those cars should be very accurate as well, and they shouldn't feel that they're overpaying for anything that they buy off our floor. So if I'm understanding you correctly then, Mark, um, the platform itself is, is uh, I guess, using uh, the technology stack that you've just uh, described to us to actually go out into um, you know, the market and see um, what uh, specific cars, conditions, colors, year, make, model, all of those different factors, um, how the interaction of all of those different factors influences price, and then, you know, helping to calculate a price, uh, you know, based on what's being seen out there. Very curious to understand, though, um, because one of the things that the used car market is usually known for is that ability to uh, negotiate, haggle a bit, try and see, you know, if if uh, if a person can bring the price down, bring the price up, whatever it is. Is there still room on the human side to do something like that, or are we quite certain that what we get um, as a pricing indication from the model, you know, becomes uh, what you call this, becomes that, uh, you know, that final price uh, that a buyer in the market is uh, going to get or what a seller is going to get? Uh, I think that you always have to incorporate the human side. Um, It definitely plays a huge role, but we don't deviate too far off our machine learning prices, um, specifically the cars that are on the floor for sale. We may help, dependent on on whether that car has been there for a, way, a while. We may drop the price or we may move the, move on the price. Um, all of our offers that we send out to those we are buying cars from are pre-inspection. So we would inspect the car and then adjust the offer if required, given that the person selling the car has been uh, honest with us and told us the, the actual condition. But we always say, um, you know, what's better than an algorithm? It's a human. And what's better than a human is a great algorithm. So there's a combination there that works together. Um, We don't bring in the human element into our pricing too much, but it definitely plays a role. And it definitely allows for some room um, because, after all, we're a trading entity and we have to trade. Um, And whether you're selling motor cars or tomatoes uh, in a fruit market, you definitely need to be able to move in order to please your customer. But we're not moving, you know, in huge amounts off our price. And in fact, our policy is really no haggle because our pricing is so accurate. But a human element always comes into play, no matter what you're trading. So can I then confirm that, uh, you know, this process that we've just described now, um, you know, so far in the discussion, that is uh, the value calculator piece um you know of the platform uh, is that the value calculator piece of the platform so what we've uh, put up is a really it's it's a beta number one it's the most simple value calculator under our advice uh, uh, tab on our on our on our um, uh, internet site is a value calculator and what that allows a consumer to do is to go and add a car a year, its mileage, uh, what type of transmission it is, um, and get a value for it against another car of a similar type. So the first iteration allows for cars uh, that are the same. So a Ford Ranger, 
3.2 TDCI, you know, XLT against another Ford Ranger XLT. So someone who's shopping in the market and not necessarily buying from from GetWith, they may be shopping uh, on any other platform or looking at cars and wanting to know what the true value of that vehicle is against another vehicle. And let me give you an example. Let's say you've got a 2021 uh, car with 65,000 kilometers on it, and you've got a 2020 car with 43,000 kilometers on it. So the the older car's got less kilometers. Sometimes it's very difficult for a consumer to scan those pages on on uh, the use, you know the car portals and say, okay, that looks like better value. So what we're allowing consumers to do is jump on our site add a vehicle or two or three or four, I think we add up to up to five vehicles, and you can then rank order those vehicles by best value. So what we're helping the consumer see is the actual value of the car against another car. And what that helps him do is make his decision correctly. Because um, often you would find that a car with a, you know, a higher year but lower mileage or, or vice versa becomes quite difficult to dis- you know, discern which actually carries the high value. And you can be su- surprised sometimes when you use the value calculator. Sometimes it's the older car with you know less mileage that we say is actually the better value. And when we're saying value, that's Rand's value, uh, you know, best bang for your buck is what we're trying to offer the, the customer. So it's a tool for them to use. Um, and really, it's as I say, it's beta one, beta two will come out and will allow you to compare cars against different vehicles. So you could then compare a Ford Ranger to a Toyota Hilux or something like that and plug in the mileage. Mileage is exceptionally important in, in a secondhand uh, car purchase. Uh, it does play a role. And then it would just rank for you four or five cars that you may be looking at in the market and you can't quite make up your mind and say, okay, what's what's the best bang for my buck? What's the best value here? And it'll rank that car at the top and then you can enter the market. And whether it's a, a get-worth car or a car from another dealer, you have the ability to use that tool in that way. It is an interesting one. Um, as you were talking, I, I actually found myself on the platform now. And I'm busy playing around, you know, trying to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if we're going to have a discussion about this, I, I also want to uh, be at least able to see what you're saying. And I and I and I just went through a step of, uh, you know, a lot of data points. I think about ten um, that I had to input from the year, the the, the make, the model. Um, transmission, all of the things that you've just described now. So it is an interesting way because I I, I do think um, that it's an interesting way to 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 make a buying decision because most of the time um, I was actually um, watching a car review the other day and I remember the the, the presenter said in South Africa uh, people tend to make decisions around buying cars based on uh, specifics and technicals they want to know you know this is better than this this is better than that they don't want to make an emotional decision because they're always so concerned about uh, you know getting the best bang for their buck so it is an interesting uh, what you call this it is quite an interesting platform is anyone else doing this I'm very keen on that one i don't think there's anyone doing this in in the way that we're doing it at the moment and as i say it's really iteration one it's it's so simple um we will be adding to it and you'll be able to add different variants and the, the reason that we ask people to put those those data points in uh, and we really have limited it to what we can limit it to because it's exceptionally important to ensure that we are looking at the right car 
it doesn't help for you to load, you know, a, a bucky that's a 3.2 when you're actually looking at the two liter by turbo and we give you advice right, based on the wrong car. So making sure that you get the right variant and the way that that data is structured is it leads you to a list and then it makes the list as short as possible. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people on our site enter the wrong vehicles for pricing. And when it comes time to inspect, we've actually priced the wrong car. So it does happen. Um, the next car, when you add, however, if you go add the next vehicle, you just add the year, the mileage, uh, and the price that was was being asked, and it will give you the ranking. So the second input is a lot easier. When we do expand it to to other other variants and brands, it becomes a lot more interesting because now you can you know you can compare brand with brand and, and variant with variant and year and mileage etc. and it will give you the correct correct answer. the The amount of data that we got really allows us a huge insight into the used car market. Um, so not only we will we be measuring cars value against each other, but we can do things like. Um, help customers, you know, towards the right vehicle, given maybe how long it's been in the market, you know, which could be an indication at that price, if it was too high, that it should be down. And maybe they can then go in, as you said earlier, and haggle. So there's a, a huge amount of data that we carry in our in our databases and our systems that are added to every single day um, that allows us huge flexibility. And I think the idea here is, when we started the business, it was all about the customer. It's still about the customer. It's about the customer journey. We were all sick of you know used car journeys and the way that you go and buy a car and the, the way that it works, the way the industry works, and we wanted to change that. So we're reaching out to consumers to say, here's a tool, play with it, see what it's like, um, and take it from there and give us feedback. And if there's something that we can add to that, we, we, we certainly will. Our latest pricing engine allows us actually to predict prices forward. So what that means is that when a consumer buys a car at a certain price, we're actually able to tell them what the value of that car, given a certain mileage or usage over time, would be in 18 months, two years' time. becomes very, very useful for a consumer to understand that and, and understand not only the daily cost of running that vehicle, but a potentially a time to sell that car as well. So we'll be enhancing this area of our website for the consumers and and helping them, you know, get a handle on what's always been the the purview of kind of the dealers and their little books and their little values. Let's let's hand some of the power back to the consumer. That's what we're saying. All right. Now it is like I said, you know, very novel way of um, I guess approaching these sites because it does look as if there's a lot of competition in the market. Off the top of my head, I could probably name five or six different platforms uh, that are doing uh, what you call this uh, the buying and selling of you know used cars in South Africa. Um, so I guess. With that in mind, I wanted to take a step back a little bit, uh, maybe to get a more broad overview of when you guys look at your own platform, such as, you know, GetWorth, um, you know, are there any interesting trends? Uh, because for you guys to end up, you know, creating something like a value calculator, it means that there's things that you guys are seeing, whether it's consumer behavior, whether it's trends in the market, whether it's the dealers, uh, whatever it is. So just trying to get a little bit deeper, you know, and uh, trying to understand some of that rationale to say in the background, what is it that you guys, you know, have been seeing that uh, I guess informs part of this decision making? 
Yes, we, we've come through a very interesting period, obviously post COVID in the in the used car market, and and what you would traditionally see in in a car market is a slow depreciation of a car's value over time. You you would understand it as the mileage builds, as the age builds, the car depreciates. And as we came into COVID, what happened is there was a constriction of supply, new cars dried up, and used car prices turned and started climbing. And I'm saying this on a like-for-like basis, not even taking inflation and that type of thing into account, where we saw cars that were three and four years old with 50 or 60 or 70 or 80,000 kilometers on them selling for the same price as when they were new. In that kind of market, that's that's fantastic for a for a used car dealer or any buying or trading in, in used cars because it's very easy to buy a car today knowing that in two weeks' time the price is probably going to be higher because that's where the market's going. But that has turned now. And we kind of went over what we call the COVID bump. And our models have all modeled that curve and that flow um, and that change. And when I say we've gone over the bump now, we're back into a depreciation curve. Um, but it's at a much higher level than it was before. It's almost saying that if if car prices were at 100, after COVID they were at 140, and thinking about a parallel line then dropping down, your prices have still not got back to the 100. And what we're seeing in the market, it's become in tandem with the interest rates and the, and the consumer um, you know, pot to spend out there that's shrinking all the time, is that trading has become very difficult, and we're back in that depreciation curve and it's about how steep that curve gets for different vehicles some vehicles handle a little bit better some some handle it uh, you know it's a bit tougher or a bit steeper and the prices come off we've certainly seen in the market that your cars over 500,000 rand or even over you know 350 400,000 rand have have slowed down the trading in those cars it's your cheaper cars that continue to sell your value for money cars your your cars that obviously uh, people would be buying for students or for runarounds or that type of thing. Those kinds of cars have continued to sell well. But in the higher brackets, you're starting to see uh, a lot less demand. And that's that's not only off the higher prices that are being presented and the ability to finance that that higher amount, but the constriction obviously that, that uh, has come about because of the Reserve Bank increasing interest rates and shrinking that. So, the market's very difficult, and we've gone through this funny kind of way where we were down in a dip and then up a hill and then over the top of the hill, and now we're down the other side. Um, and it's about, you know, people predicting. And when I say people, I'm talking about dealers being able to predict how those how fast those prices are going to fall. We also saw that during COVID, your, your rental vehicles um, normally get released into the market by the rental companies, you know, after they've done their 30, 40,000 kilometers. And during COVID, that didn't happen. And now they've started to release those cars into the market. So in certain brands and certain variants, you're getting a lot of movement, a lot of stock flowing in uh, into the market, which is is accelerating prices downwards. So so it's, a, it's, a, it's tricky for dealers. It's tricky for consumers as well. If you're a consumer and you bought at the top of the, the COVID bump, you're looking at a, a reasonably depreciated car now in the, in the current market. Can I confirm uh, with what you've just said now, 
because I think that uh, that aspect around the used car market and uh, you know some of those trends is something that we that we actually followed quite a bit uh, during the COVID nineteen pandemic on this specific platform. And you're talking about how things have um, have what you call this have now turned. What I'm keen to maybe understand right now, and I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one, is um, that drop in prices is more a function of the fact that there's more, there are just more cars that are available, not to say that people are demanding, rather not to say that there's um, any less activity that's going on in the used car market. Am I understanding that piece correctly? So, so I think it's a mixture of both. To be, to be honest, I think there's the, the the demand is 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 spiky. If I can put it to you that way, you you know you would expect slower months in April and and for an example now in July it gets a little slow with school holidays and normal you know economic activity slows down. So there's not this consistent uh, draw of demand from the market. It 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 kind of coming in fits and starts. It's almost as if people are trying to to get something going and it's stopping. So it's a very, very difficult market at the moment. Um, it really does, you know, pose some problems for dealers as we stand. Okay, cool. I think I, I think I get that one. And the other one is because you guys are what uh based in the Western Cape, um I would be very keen to understand what the competition looks like in 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 that part because i think we always hear about the more regional types of platforms i think south africa has big platforms such as your auto traders such as your uh we buy cars and all that but i'm pretty sure that the dynamics are a little bit different when you are on a more can i call it regional uh level do the same trends that you see nationally happen um, in the Western Cape, or are there things that are more localized that you see happening? It, it, it's actually quite interesting in that your your larger trends certainly are the same, um, but you see within those larger trends differences within in the provinces, and that could be uh, demand for a certain vehicle. Uh, you know, maybe in the Western Cape is different to demand in, in for a certain vehicle in in Gauteng or you know northwest for example um so you 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 do find those differences um it's more around price i would say is that certain cars in certain provinces are priced slightly differently dependent upon the demand for that vehicle there um in that area um what obviously from a, a competitive perspective your your portals your auto traders and cars.co.za are really um Exactly that. They're a portal to convey the dealer stock to the public. When you've got uh, websites like uh, We Buy Cars or Get Worth, um, you've got actually got a separate portal, as it were, for your own stock that you're selling. So We Buy Cars doesn't list anybody else's stock on their on their website, and we don't list other people on our website. So it's slightly different. Uh, we Buy Cars is certainly operates in a slightly different market to us. But you get still a lot of competition from your independent dealers that are then listing on those portals. And everyone's fighting for their space, you know, in each each other's area and each other's market. Um, what our data does allow us to do is to easily segment those differences in terms of price or, or types of vehicle 
in the different areas of the country. Um, we can pick that up quite dramatically. Um, you would see, for example, that in in certain more rural areas, you're not going to sell a lot of cars with low-profile tyres. Um, you're not going to sell a lot of sports cars just because the roads are rougher. They're not as good as they are in the cities. And although you may have someone there with a car that gets traded in, sometimes that car trades better in Johannesburg or trades better in Cape Town. So it would be moved to those areas to sell. You know, that's as an example, a very simple example that, that different areas have different demand levels. And those demand levels certainly play a role in terms of pricing and what cars you stock, for example, as well. That's actually an interesting dynamic that, uh, you know, there, uh, I guess some of us would just think that uh, because you bought a certain car in a certain area, that's where it's likely going to end up being sold. And I guess that's the that's the trend in a lot of cases. But um, if a person could get a better price in another province, then it would make sense for a dealer to, you know, to take on some of that expense to make that deal happen, especially if the margin is um, going to be good enough. Um, and then I think uh, as we are rounding up, Mark, just two things on our side. Firstly, on the technology side, right, because people in South Africa are so used to seeing all of these various platforms that we've already named, are people actually making use of these platforms in the way that we think, <laughs> right? Because in my head, because we're coming across these platforms all the time, you would think that everyone is shopping and comparing cars online. Or are there still more people that are going on the streets and, you know, to the used car dealerships? Because I know that here in Joburg, there's certain, you know, parts of uh, of town. I'm thinking of Marshalltown, Town, um, you know, the area from Auckland Park until the West Rand, where you can have streets where you literally have 20 uh, used car dealerships all next to each other. And somehow, some way, these guys are still in business, which means that things are happening over there. Yes, uh, it, it's, it is interesting. Um, and, you know, those, every, as I say, everyone was really trying to find their place in the sun. Um, so there is a place for everybody. I think that what has happened over the past while is that people move online in order to go and see what it is they want to buy. So they use that as a as their shopping platform. I think it's exceptionally difficult for even dealers to have a look at a, a certain type of car, for example, on one of the portals because they've filtered it down and they've done it. And you've got 20 cars that are all the same make uh, with different mileages and dealers have priced cars differently and maybe in different areas to actually work out which is the best value car on that page. And that's that's the crux of why people go to portals to have a look at cars. They're looking at cars to get a feel for the prices, but what they're not getting a feel for is what's the best value. And that little tool of ours, that value checker, allows them then to plug a car in to actually say, ah, I'm having a look at these three cars, which is the best value. At the end of the day, they still want to touch the metal. We see that. People still want to go and touch the metal, want to have a look at the car and get into the car. We do sell cars online. We sell them unseen uh, by some, some uh, of our customers, but we do have a specific seven-day uh, money-back guarantee, which is kind of a we, we will send the car to you. If you don't like the color, we'll take it back. Um, 
or 700 kilometers. So it, it allows that. And that maybe skews that type of behavior. But I still believe that there's a huge uh, drive for people to actually come in and view a car, test drive it, and feel comfortable with it before they buy it, particularly when it's a first-time buyer. Um, you know, someone who's bought a lot of cars in their life may treat that very differently, and they're quite happy to look online, and they, they know the dealer they're dealing with, and they, they're willing to do a transaction in that manner. But there's a huge amount of space still for for physical you know, presence. And and we started our business thinking that we would be far more technically based than we are physically based. And we learned very quickly that if you don't trade the metal, it's, it's, uh, it becomes very difficult in order to build a business like ours, um, you know, which is now probably the second biggest uh, independent retailer in the country. So even sitting in Cape Town with over 400 cars in stock, that's, that's, because we actually handle the metal and we combine it with the technology. So anything that can add to the consumer's journey or help them in terms of making a decision, uh, whether it's even having a look at the dealers at some stage in the future and saying, you know, be careful of this dealer, look at that dealer, but it's the vehicle you're looking for and it's the value of that vehicle because dealers do price cars very differently. And if you look at it on a portal, it's hell of a different, difficult to to discern the true value that underlies that asset. Yeah, very true. Uh, I, I'm just thinking of my own buying behavior. I think cars are, are still just one of those things that personally I would want to touch it and feel it, um, you know, before actually ordering one. But like you said, there is that shift in consumer behavior where a person can order a car unseen. Um, and I guess it, it it feeds into everything else that we're ordering unseen, um, you know, when it comes to the e-commerce revolution. And then finally, um, I guess for me, it's just some insights um, into what people are actually buying in South Africa, you know, what's what's popular? Um, is it the small, more affordable, you know, hatchbacks, um, you know, that we see uh, the Kia Rios, the uh, what you call this, uh, the small Toyota Corolla hatchbacks, the VW Polos, um, or you know, are we, have we also adopted the same big car mentality uh, that we're seeing in the United States around SUVs and buckies and whatnot? No, I think it's definitely the, the smaller cars. It's the hatches. It's the more affordable cars that are out there. That's that's the segment of the of the automotive sector that's still buoyant. Um, uh, quite a few of those cars come out of the rental pools as well. So the rental companies push those in and, and they get picked up and snapped up by consumers readily. What was very interesting for us during the COVID bump, as we call it, this increase in prices, is that the cars that increased most in price, therefore we translate into most demand, were single cab buckies and double cab buckies. And that's that's kind of out of the norm. And to this day, we can't understand why so many buckies were being purchased and <laughs> during during that unbelievable price increase and the price pump that we had in the past. So, yeah, it depends. It depends on on where you are in the market, what the market's doing. Um, but at the moment, certainly people are buying slightly uh, lower end vehicles, not in terms of uh, not in terms of, of finish, but in terms of value. They're looking for the value and they're not willing to spend that money and incur high finance charges now with the interest rates where they are, um, you know, in terms of trying to buy a new vehicle. So we see people downgrading. We see people swapping out for for smaller cars. And we see people generally coming in for 
cars in the you know two two hundred to three hundred and fifty thousand range, I would say, is a sweet spot at least for our business. Um, but people may even even be buying lower than that. If it's over five hundred thousand, generally, um, it, it's it's a harder car to sell at the moment. It just doesn't. The, the people are not buying those cars readily at present. All right. And I think that last point really does feed into uh, the consumer pressure, which is something else that we've been following quite a bit, um, you know, on this particular on this particular platform. Very interesting discussion, um, you know, around the used car market. We were talking to um, we were talking to Mark uh, Ridgeway, who is the chief technical director over at Getworth, giving us some insight um, into their platform and uh, the ability to compare um, various uh, various cars and make a make a more informed decision around um, you know value for money and then uh, more than that getting into a wider discussion around um, the types of uh, buying behaviors that we're seeing in the used car market from ordinary south africans um, like we said at the moment um, consumers are under pressure and uh, people are switching out that was actually an interesting one to say that um, on the at towards the end there to say that it is the more affordable vehicles, the hatchbacks, uh, that type of thing. I think he said uh, two fifty to three hundred thousand um, is where the sweet spot is. I, I got that correctly, Mark. That's that's what we see. Yes, uh, and, and even a bit lower than that from time to time. But but certainly between two hundred and three hundred thousand, I would say is the, is the current sweet spot for people in the market. All right. So, yeah, we, we, we do see, uh, you know, a lot of that happening. But then going forward, um, one of the more interesting trends is whether or not we're going to start seeing more and more people buying, um, I guess, cars unseen. Um, there are very interesting trends that we're seeing in e-commerce in general. People are buying all types of products from TVs, fridges, washing machines um, unseen and then, you know, just having them at their house. And it seems the same trend is happening over in the used car market. Also very interesting um, insights into uh, the way that pricing in the used car market has been evolving, especially after the huge ramp up in demand that we saw uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic driven uh, by the fact that people were looking for value. Um, and then you started seeing some of those prices, uh, you know, ticking up, um, you know, as the some of the supplies were becoming more constrained. But, you know, some of that has turned and then now, you know, consumers are increasingly looking uh, still looking for that value uh, but albeit in a slightly different market so that's been it it's been an interesting one as i said talking to mark ridgeway uh, who is from getworth mark thank you so much for being with us today thank you madiba and always a pleasure in any time And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning